Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt to side hustles to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. What is happening? And welcome to another College Investor Audio Show. Thanks so much for coming along with us today. We're taking a look at the 10 best investment strategies for short-term savings goals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's a common problem. We understand this. You've got some cash in a savings account earning a paltry 0.01%. I've been there. Don't like it. So you plan to spend it to buy a home or a car or maybe something else in a few years. How can you invest the money until then to earn some extra interest? It's called short-term investing, and it is tricky. Put your money in the stock market, and it could be gone when you need it. Put it in a traditional savings account, and it earns like nothing. So, what should you do? Recently, we had a question. Um, Michael actually emailed us with this dilemma. He's like, hey, I wanted to get your thoughts or maybe you know, what you could point me to a podcast that um, I'm currently in the oil industry and have survived the layoffs at my company. Looks as if things are turning around, but over the past two years, I've stacked up some cash in my Ally Bank savings account at 1% interest. I don't currently need the cash at the moment, but could need the cash within the year or two in order to purchase land for my family. If I wanted to invest the cash, but be able to have it back in one way or another within two years, what's the best way to go about this? A brokerage account, which we currently own? I know there are some short and long-term capital gains, which might still outgain a 1% interest, but just curious on your thoughts. Great question, Michael. Let's answer that today. So first of all, let's talk about what is a short-term investment? Well, there's really no official definition and there's no governing body that defines what short-term or long-term investing is. It's kind of arbitrary. But for me, short-term investing is investing money you're going to need to spend in fewer than five years. Why five years? Well, because most of the time the stock market doesn't lose money over a five-year period. It can, of course, but go back to the 1930s and 40s and you'll find five-year periods where the market was crushed. As this bank rate slideshow demonstrates when we have it posted at thecollegeinvestor.com, 1932 was the worst. The five-year period ending that year saw a drop of 60.9%. But that's rare. When we have a pretty significant stock market correction or a bear market, it usually takes us at least five years to pull out of it. Of course, that's not a guarantee. We could hit a bear market and it could take us 10 years to pull out of it. Either way, five years is where I tend to draw the line. You may want to draw your own line more conservatively or even less conservatively for that matter. What I hope to do today is give you some information that will enable you to make a sound decision. So uh, let's begin. The 10 best short-term investments. Number one, Lending Club. Lending Club offers a great option with the potential for better returns. It's a P2P P2P, I should say, lending platform, it makes it easy to invest in loans to individuals and companies too. It's perfect for short-term lending. Loans on the platform are for either three or five years. If you know you won't need the money until then, Lending Club is a reasonable alternative. I've invested in Lending Club loans since the platform was first launched. My current annualized return, including loans that defaulted, is over 8%. 
With higher returns, however, comes higher risks. Loans do go into collection and eventual default from time to time. Over the years, I've invested in 17 loans that defaulted. The key is diversity. You can invest in a loan with as little as $25. By diversifying across many loans, you minimize the effect a single default will have on your portfolio. Here are some pros. It's easy to invest in a diversified loan portfolio. Potential for high returns on a short-term basis. Here are some cons. It's not FDIC insured. Eek. You cannot liquidate the loans early, and there are some potential for losses. But the expected annual return is 5 to 7% plus. Now, there's um, a little disclaimer we have at thecollegeinvestor.com. You can read up a little bit more on Lending Club. Here's number two, a CD. That's old-fashioned. The second option for short-term money, a certificate of deposit. So CDs give us a lot more options than a savings account. The term of a CD can range from a few months to more than five years. And the longer the term, the higher the rates. These higher rates, however, come with added risk. And here's why. A CD can be cashed in before it matures. For example, you could invest in a five-year CD, but decide to withdraw the money after the first year. If this happens, however, most CDs charge a penalty. The amount of the penalty varies by bank and CD product. As a result, it's best to keep money in a CD until it matures. For this reason, picking the length of the CD is a critical decision. So you end up having this delicate dance. You want a long CD term so that you can make the most interest, but you don't want to pay a penalty if you take the money out early. The pros? It's FDIC insured, better than Lending Club. CD terms ranging from six months to five years or even longer. Higher interest rates on longer term CDs. And you can create a CD ladder. Cons? Still relatively low interest rates. And there's a penalty for early withdrawal. Here's your expected annual return. 1 to 2.50%. And we have a list of banks that offer high yield CD options at thecollegeinvestor.com. Number three, investing with Betterment. Betterment presents an interesting opportunity for short-term investors. It's not an investment. Rather, it's an online company that makes investing in stock and bond, bond ETFs easy. The service can be used for all types of investing, including long-term retirement investing. Now, to use Betterment in the shorter term, you must get the asset allocation right. Betterment lets investors decide how much to put in stock ETFs and how much to put in bond ETFs. For short-term investing, a 50-50 allocation protects against the downside while allowing for potentially higher returns. So the theory is the 50% in stocks gives us a chance to earn greater returns. The 50% in bonds helps protect short-term investors from a market crash. There are no guarantees, of course. But looking at a 50-50 portfolio during the 08-09 market crash can give you some comfort. <laughs> Using Portfolio Analyzer, I assumed we invested $10,000 at the start of 08. Assuming we needed the money three years later, how would our 50-50 portfolio perform over a three-year period? Remember that in 08, a total U.S. stock index fund lost more than 37%. Now, the portfolio still lost a little bit of money in 08, although far less than the 37% that the market dropped. And what was our final portfolio value at the end of 2010? It actually grew $11,014 for an annual return of 3.27%. Not too shabby. 
While 3.27 is not a great return by any stretch of the imagination, remember that in 08, that was a very bad year for stocks. Shift our time period one year forward, 09 to 2011, and our annual return jumps nearly 11%. <laughs> Crazy. So as a result, a 50-50 portfolio with a betterment is a reasonable choice for those needing the money in three to five years. The pros are, of course, it's really easy to implement, money can be withdrawn at any time, and there's a potential for much higher returns. And fees are very low. Cons? It's not FDIC insured, and the potential for capital losses is pretty high. The expected annual return? There are no guarantees, but zero to 10 plus percent. Number four, online savings account. Yes, traditional banks pay as little as 0.01% on a savings account. And that's as close to 0% as you can get. The one option for short-term savings that pay more is to go with an online bank. Rates are still nothing to brag about, but the top online savings accounts today pay about 1.30%. You can see the top ones, and we, we always update this list at thecollegeinvestor.com. The pros are that it is FDIC insured, funds can be withdrawn at any time, the rates are better than a brick-and-mortar bank, and there are no fees. Cons? Yeah, interest rates are still low, and inflation actually exceeds the rates, which is <laughs> crazy. Now, the expected annual return for the best of the best, 1.30%. Number five, municipal bonds. There's a significant downside to bonds, taxes. Interest earned on bonds is taxed, as are many capital gains. No, not many. Any capital gains are taxed. Ooh, what am I thinking? One option to reduce the tax burden is municipal bonds, known as munis. These bonds are typically free of federal income tax and may be free from state income tax, too. Munis are an excellent option for those in higher federal tax brackets. I've actually invested in Vanguard's Intermediate Term Tax-Exempt Fund, VWIUX, in the past. SEC yields on these funds are lower than similar taxable bonds. The comparison must be made on an after-tax basis. So this fund currently sports an SEC yield of almost 2%. The pros are that there's a potential for higher returns, there are some tax advantages to these, and easy access to funds without penalty. The cons, there is a potential for losses, and not really ideal for those in lower tax brackets either. Expected annual return, 2 to 5% after tax. Number six, short-term bonds. Our sixth option is short or intermediate-term bond funds. More specifically, we want to look at low-cost index mutual funds and ETFs. Both Vanguard and Fidelity offer several options. Here, you have some important choices to make. Do you want a fund that invests just in U.S. government bonds or one that also invests in corporate bonds? Do you want a short-term bond fund or an intermediate-term bond fund? Like everything else in life, these choices involve trade-offs. U.S. government bonds are more secure than corporate bonds, but they do pay less. Short-term bonds are less sensitive to interest rate fluctuations than intermediate-term bonds, but they pay less. Today, short-term government bonds do not pay much more than an online savings account. <laughs> For example, the SEC yield on Vanguard's short-term treasury fund is just 1.25%. For my money, I want to do better than that in a bond fund. While intermediate-term funds can lose money in a given year, they are reasonably stable. 
Vanguard's Intermediate Term Bond Index Fund, VBILX, for instance, costs just 0.07%, and sports an SEC yield of over 2.50%. Not bad. A review of the performance of VBILX shows that it's lost money in only one of the past 10 years. Pros. While it's not FDIC-insured, it's still reasonably secure. Intermediate-term bonds can yield significantly higher rates than a savings account. Money can be withdrawn from the fund when needed. Some cons. Not FDIC-insured, as we mentioned. It can lose some money, and rates are historically low. But the expected annual return? 1% to 6%. That's a really good year. Number 7. Bullet shares. There's a downside to traditional bond funds. Now, they can experience capital losses as funds sell some bonds to buy new ones. If interest rates have risen, the fund incurs a loss on the sale of bonds. Enter Guggenheim's bullet shares. These ETFs combine the potential returns of a bond fund with the fixed maturity of a CD. I first learned about bullet shares from Jeanne J. Fisher, MBA, CFP, CPFA of... ARGI Financial Group. Say that five times fast. Traditional bond funds continue in perpetuity. The fund management regularly sells bonds as maturities age and replace them with new bonds with longer maturities. In contrast, bullet shares have a defined term of one to ten years. At the end of the term, assets are returned to existing shareholders. And unlike CDs, a shareholder can sell his or her ETF shares at any time without penalty. Bullet shares come in two flavors, one, corporate bonds, and two, high-yield corporate bonds. The first invests in investment-grade corporate bonds. The second buys bonds issued by corporations with a credit rating below investment grade. It involves more risk, but offers higher returns. As an example, the Guggenheim Bullet Shares 2020 High-Yield Corporate Bond ETF has a current yield to maturity of over 5%. Hello, the pros, there's a potential for higher returns like the one we just shared. The ETF shares can be sold at any time, and there are fixed maturity dates. The cons are it's not FDIC insured, and funds can lose money, of course. Expected annual return between 1.50 to 5.50%. Number eight, Wealthfront. So like Betterment, Wealthfront is a robo-advisor that makes investing super easy. I list it here in addition to Betterment for one reason. It's free. Well, it's free for your first $5,000. If you sign up using a dough roller link. After that, the cost is similar to Betterment. For both, you pay the very low fees charged by the ETFs. You also pay a Betterment or Wealthfront fee of about 25 basis points. With Wealthfront, however, the 25 basis point fee is waived for the first $5,000. The pros are very easy to implement. Money can be withdrawn at any time, and there's a potential for higher returns. Fees are very low, and the cons are, of course, it's not FDIC insured, and there's a potential for losses. Expected annual return, 0 to 10% plus. Number 9. Worthy Bonds. Worthy Bonds offers you an opportunity to earn 5% on your money with an investment of as little as 10 bucks. It's a peer-to-peer -peer investment site where you can invest money in bonds issued by small businesses. 
The bonds aren't guaranteed by a government agency like FDIC, but many of them are collateralized by business inventory. Now, when you use the Worthy Bonds mobile app, you can automatically add funds to your investment account, similar to many micro-savings apps. Worthy Bonds uses spending roundups to move small amounts of money into your investment account as you spend. For example, if you pay $4.10 for a cup of coffee, the app will charge your account an even $5. $4.10 will go to pay the merchant, and $0.90 will go into your investment account. Once you accumulate an even $10 in roundups, the funds can be used to purchase a bond. You can invest with as little as 10 bucks. That's a pro. Other pros are investment of $1,000 can be diversified across 100 different bonds. Interest is credited weekly. There are no fees charged on your account. You can earn interest at more than twice the rate of inflation. Bond maturities are 36 months, but you can liquidate at any time. And the mobile app uses roundups to enable you to save money to invest. Some cons pays simple interest only, but does not compound for higher returns. The maximum investment is not more than 10% of your net worth or annual income or $100,000. Expected annual return, not bad, 5%. Number 10, this is our last one for today. Smarty Pig, love the name, the final investment option on our list. It, it actually offers a pretty interesting twist to online savings accounts. Smarty Pig combines a high yield with savings goals. Pretty cool. Um, now, the savings goals with Smarty Pig, you set specific goals. You can set multiple goals or maybe just one. You then add to the account until you reach your goal. In this way, Smarty Pig is ideal for short-term savers. Pros. It's FDIC insured. Boom. Potential for returns higher than most online banks, which is good too. And it makes saving for a specific goal very easy. Some cons are the low rate compared to some other options. Expected annual return, 1% or a little bit more, depending on your account balance. Okay, so is the stock market a good place for short-term investing? We could stop here. After all, the above short-term investing options we've just mentioned today should cover most situations. Yet, many will ask one remaining question. Why not just put all our money in the stock market? It's an understandable question, particularly when the market is rising. But missing out on money can be painful. It's funny, though. Nobody asks me this question in a bear market. And that's the point. With the stock market, you can lose money over a short period of time. Let's return to 2007 and run a test. We'll use the Vanguard S&P 500 Index Fund as a proxy for the market. And we'll assume we have $10,000 at the start of 2007 that we'll need to use in three to five years. How would a $10,000 investment have performed? At the end of three years, we would have $8,395 for an annual return of minus 5.66%. At the end of five years, we would have $9,837. That's better for an annual return of minus 0.33%. Yeah, 08 was bad. But again, that's the point. Investing 100% of short-term money in the stock market presents a significant risk of loss of capital. Fortunately, we have better ways to invest in the long term. <laughs> Public is an app that helps you invest in individual stocks, even if you don't have a whole lot of money to commit. What makes it good for short-term investments 
is its lack of fees. There's no commission to buy or sell a stock so you can move your money in and out of the market at will without worrying about minimum investment terms. We have a public app review at thecollegeinvestor.com. And here's a, another bonus quick tip. How to manage your short-term investments. Track and analyze them for free. Managing investments can be a hassle. You have multiple IRAs, 401ks, taxable accounts, and more. And then there are bank accounts. So the easiest way to track and analyze all of your investments, regardless of where they're located, is with Personal Capital's free financial dashboard. Personal Capital enables you to connect all of your 401k, 403b, IRAs, and other investment accounts in one place. Once connected, you can see the performance of all of your investments and evaluate your asset allocation. <laughs> With Personal Capital's Retirement Fee Analyzer, you can see just how much your 401k and other investments are actually costing you. I was shocked to learn that the fees in my 401k could cost me over $200,000. Thank you, Personal Capital, for saving me. Personal Capital also offers a free retirement planner. It's a tool that will show you if you're on track to retire on your terms. Now, if all of this is just a little bit overwhelming, I totally understand in the midst of a podcast, it can be. It's not something you want to handle on your own. You might want to think about working with a financial advisor or an investment advisor. Now, we suggest visiting this Paladin, P-A-L-A-D-I-N, Paladin, where you can fill out a form online to tell them what you're looking for. It's free to use Paladin, and it will email you a list of three highly rated professionals that match your needs. From there, you can interview each one and choose the best fit. Happy investing, and thank you for joining us today on the College Investor Audio Show. Yep, that's a lot to chew on. You can always check us out at thecollegeinvestor.com if you ever have any questions, concerns, or you just want to pop in, say hello, and read a bunch of really cool stuff about everything you could possibly need to know about winning money. Winning money. That's what we want to do. <laughs> Thanks again for stopping by, and we'll talk to you again very soon.